What's up, everybody? This is Adrian L. Critico with We Be Watching Films. And once again, it is time to not really be watching anything, but speaking to somebody. And today I'm speaking to Raul Benitez of the Chicago International Film Festival. He's going to be uh, curating the After Dark program. And if anyone's from Chicago and has been to that festival, you know that the After Dark is the genre horror you know kind of like more out there uh section of the chicago film festival and the, the screenings for to my information are usually like at night is that correct like 10 p.m and such yeah they're usually like at 10 or after yeah which also adds to the name after dark me and jeff uh, jeff's not here on the interview but but me and jeff have been that's you know we, we see a lot of stuff at the chicago film festival but the After Dark, since, you know, we love genre film, that's usually what we gravitate to. It's always like, oh, what's going to be on the After Dark this year? It's always, it's always exciting. And um, Raul Benitez, he's, he's also in charge of the Logan Square International Film Series. Is that the name? Well, we're not called International anymore. It's just we're, we actually changed the name to Comfort oh, Film. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, that was we changed it a couple of years ago. Uh, the old, the old person, Asa, they used to program for Comfort Station. That was the name of the series. And then we kind of, after a year, we changed the name. Gotcha. Uh, at his request. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm being a little rude. Like, I, I, I did introduce Raul. Um, but if you want to give, um, how about you get going to your background? Like, who, who is Raul Benitez? Yeah, no, uh, thanks for having me, Adrian. Um, so... I actually am a film programmer here in Chicago, but I kind of film program at a bunch of places. Currently, I film program for the Chicago International Film Festival. I've also been programming at Conversation Logan Square, which is an art space in the Logan Square neighborhood in Chicago. I've been film programming there for like seven years now, yeah. believe it or not. And then I also program at the Nightingale Cinema, which is a micro cinema in the Noble Square neighborhood that does experimental Film screenings. <clears throat> uh, I'm also the senior film programmer at the Midwest Film Festival, um, and that's not really a festival, but it's more like a series gotcha. where we do screenings once a month. Uh, I actually have a screening coming up with them uh, this Saturday uh, at the Gene Siskel Film Center that I programmed, and then I've done like independent film programming stuff, like I've done stuff for with the Music Box Theater here in Chicago. Uh, and then I'm also involved in Full Spectrum Features. Uh, I do their Chicagoland Shorts series, which is an annual uh, program of, of Chicago-made shorts. And I, this is my fifth year, I believe, with them doing that. Um, I have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but my latest, the biggest thing is the Chicago International Film Festival, which will start on October 13th. That's awesome. And it's, I mean, someone doesn't just get into programming film just do it's because you love film and kind of like seeking out independent stuff and like experimental stuff you know usually i mean i we, we've had a few conversations and i feel like mainstream is kind of what you go like not not so much go against but like i i i don't see you excited for like the most recent marvel film or anything like that you know i i, I like that you kind of reach out for other things yeah, you know what the funny thing is? I, I rarely actually go to a movie theater. Oh, word. Yeah, like, there has to be something really compelling for me to go see it at a theater. And part of the reason that is is because because I work at Armour Film Festival and, like, True False Film Festival so and, like, and uh, Chicago Underground. So I watch so much stuff at home right. for that for that stuff that at the end of the day, I really don't want to go to a movie yeah, theater because no, I've watched so many movies. But... But you know, like uh, I went to go see the new God's the Godzilla King Kong movie. That was my first movie that I went to go see after the pandemic, and I that was one that I felt that I needed to see in yeah. the theater. Did you have fun with that one? Uh, and yeah, I love. I thought that was the best Godzilla movie American made ever, because let's face it, most of the Godzilla movies that are made in the United States are not that great. Yeah. Uh, including the la the the one the before this one, I thought. That movie, I don't know. Oh man, I was so frustrated with that movie. There's, just, I don't know if you remember. There's like a scene where like the family's fighting yeah. and Godzilla's on TV, yeah. 
And they're not showing the Godzilla fight. They're showing this family <laughs> fight. I'm like, who cares about the family? I'm here to see Godzilla kick yeah, ass. Exactly. But yeah, so I, I rarely go to the movie theaters. It has to, you know, again, it has to be something really compelling for me. But other than that, I do, I do watch a lot, a lot of movies that most people will never, ever get to see. And <laughs> most of them are just, most of them are just movies that are in, that, are, that do the film festival circuit, and then, and most of them are shorts. And once they're they're done with the film festival circuit, they kind of like disappear. Yeah. But this time with the Chicago International Film Festival, I got to program features, uh, and features that are not out in theaters yet. So that was pretty exciting for yeah, me. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I'll, I'll run through the list, but I do want to mention, because you kind of brought something up, and this is something that me and Jeff talk about all the time, is that when we go see movies at the Chicago Film Festival, there's going to be stuff where maybe a couple years down, we'll see like, oh, shoot, we saw this, and now it has um, distribution, and it's out on like VOD or something like that. But then there are movies that we watch that we really like that we'll just never see ever again. Like there's there's a there's a Polish film that I saw I want to say like four years back called um it's called Amok, like A M O K. Oh, I never it's, heard of that it's one. It's really really good. It's about this um this troubled teen who's in like a school for like juvenile like like people for for kids in juvie, but the teachers put him into this like underground fighting ring, but it's, it's this like brilliant drama and it's, it's, it's fucked up, but it's, it's really well acted and it's like heartbreaking. I definitely want to see, definitely want to see I, that. I That sounds really interesting. I don't know if I'll ever see that again. And I, and I loved it. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, just stuff like that, you know, well, you know what, another speaking of Polish movies, there was the, the lore. Did you see that no, one? That's I still a, a haven't Polish... seen that. So that movie has. So I actually saw that movie again at Joe Swanberg's like rooftop theater. Oh, over the summer, <laughs> like he has his rooftop. Does he now? I had he no had idea about that. That's funny. Yeah, he had his rooftop theater over at at this pizza place in Lincoln Square, and he actually has a, a he had a VHS rental store inside the pizza Get the place. Get the fuck out of here! So he showed the lore on his rooftop. It had never gotten an official screening in Chicago. And it's about these mermaids. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's so good. And, you know, a lot of films just do the f- film festival circuit. And once they're done, they like a lot of them don't get distribution because they're so strange. Yeah. Uh, that they own, they're only good. You only get to watch them at film festivals. So that's totally common. Sometimes they don't even get a, a, a media distribution. Yeah, no, of course. That's the, that's the, the kind of tragic thing about it. But let me let me run down the movies that that you have for us in the After Dark series, uh, because from the looks of it, a lot of these are not only going to get distribution, uh, but some of them definitely already have like some of them definitely already have like dates set up yeah. for theatrical release uh, late later yep. on this year. Uh, so first off, we have Antlers, which is a movie that I think a lot of people are super excited about i've been hearing about it for a long time i know it's been pushed back and pushed back i think even before disney bought fox if i'm if i'm correct yeah this um, and this was one that you know gamer the toro was kind of was involved yeah in, and he's a, an executive yeah. producer and he himself has been talking about it for a while you know this the the pandemic really pushed a lot of these to later dates so you know a lot of a lot of the stuff was coming out last year and it just got pushed to this year yeah but this one is, is one that i'm like i'm super excited about because like i said it's it's been talked about for so long but not only that it's it's gonna be a uh this this is new for the chicago film festival it's gonna be a, a drive-in screening at chi town movies and um yeah wh- where is that exactly so that's that's in pilsen uh at the chi town football build parking okay. lot uh, the Chi-Town football is like indoor soccer uh, arena yeah. where they have leagues for kids. But they have this amazing parking lot where they were able to set up a, a drive-in. They're also like, I think they're like the last drive-in open after the pandemic. Because oh, wow. uh, if you remember, last year, a bunch of drive-ins open. Most of them run by marketing yeah, companies. Yeah, like the music box one and um, stuff. What, so uh, this, I think, Chi-Town football drive-in and... I think the Davis still has a drive-in oh, really? that they do at Lincoln Yards. 
that's still open, but I think all these other ones are. But yeah, so you know, this is something different for the festival this year. Normally, we they do all the screenings at the AMC in downtown, at the river, the River East location, uh, and or is it River West? No, nah, it's remember, the River but, East. You're right. Yeah, so uh, this year they did something different. They partnered with the Music Box to do some of these at the drive-in, and some of the and also some screenings will be at the Music Box itself. Awesome. Uh, along with the AMC stuff. Nice. But Antlers is the, uh, for those who don't know, it's it's a new movie. And I actually didn't even realize this, but it's it's a new Scott Cooper film. Uh, this is the guy who did Crazy Hearts. Uh, he did a movie I really loved called Out of the Furnace, which I thought was fantastic uh, with Christian Bale and um, Casey Affleck. Uh, and he also did um, that Western Hostels that I thought was really good. So this is like his first attempt at, at horror to my knowledge unless there's something that i haven't seen yeah no i think it is um the movie's really because it's based in like the oregon area it's very like moody and uh you you feel like that north western vibe gotcha. of it like uh i think they do a really great job of kind of like setting up the vibe of the movie like you know that it's in the northwest nice so so have you seen all these movies yes i've seen oh all wow okay that's and awesome. more that they never got programmed uh for various reasons but yeah i've seen all of these gotcha. all right so so that's the first that's the first one on the list uh that's going to be screening friday october 15th at 7 p.m once again at chai town movies drive-in you can get your tickets at chicagofilmfestival.com all the information is there all the information for every movie that we're going to talk about is on there. Um, next up, uh, a movie from one of my newest favorite directors slash writers. And I'm sure a lot of people who are kind of like in the film world and film Twitter and stuff like that will probably say the same thing. Uh, but Jim Cummings new film and not Jim Cummings, the voice of Wayne the Pooh. I'm <laughs> Jim Cummings, the young <laughs> filmmaker who's done Thunder Road and most recently, uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow, his new movie, The Beta Test, is going to have an in-person screening, uh, meaning like in-theater screening, which I think is really fucking cool over at River East. Yeah, and you know, the movie is uh, is, is really interesting, and it, it really highlights like the, the trappings of uh, digital social media and how getting involved in it gets, turns out to be kind of a terrifying thing, and this like Hollywood agent gets involved in this and he's trying to find out who's trying to get him involved in it. And it leads into like a really crazy uh, part of the film where he kind of finds out what's going on. It almost kind of reminds me of like the net. Remember that, that movie, the net? No, no, I think I've seen that. Is that like a 90s? So the, the net is, yeah, it's like a, it's a movie that it's like an early, like internet thriller film. Oh, with Sandra Bullock. No, I have seen that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of like she gets caught up in like this, this like internet yeah. world. And uh, and this is kind of like the same thing, but more like modern take on it. That's fun. That's cool. I actually, I kind of like the net. It's, it's, it's not, it's not the best movie. It's extremely dated, but like in a fun way. It's like fun to see like what they yeah, thought it's websites. Tr- yeah, when you watch yeah, it now. It, it's, but the. My girlfriend at the time was like obsessed with that movie. <laughs> That's funny, and, and and it's one of those. But it's kind of like in the same vein. Yeah, it, it's one of those movies that like has everyone in it too. Like every, every like little side actor that you don't think about is like in the net. Um, but that one's gonna be uh, uh, beta test is gonna be screening uh, Saturday, October sixteenth at ten thirty p.m. And Wednesday, October 20th at 3.30 p.m. Both of these are in theater screenings at the AMC River East. Uh, Jim Cummings has been two for two with me. Like, I love Thunder Road. I love Wolf of Snow Hollow. So I think I might actually have to venture out and go go check this one out because, I mean, I, I just like I how he makes should. movies in general. So <laughs> his him doing something that's like seems like there's like a lot like a lot of nudity and sex and it's like erotic in a way this one's and it has a lot of uh like a like dark humor in it as well no i'm i'm all about that so i will most likely be checking this out uh next up we have broadcast signal intrusion which i 
Wanted, it's based on a on a true story, if I'm right. Is that correct? Yeah, it's based on uh, two pirate broadcasts that happened in Chicago in uh, in '87. One of them interrupted a a sports broadcast during the, on WGN, and the other one interrupted a showing of of a Doctor Who episode with Sven Gulli. Oh wow! Oh no, no, not Sven Gulli. I'm sorry. It was on PBS. They interrupted a PBS showing of of a Doctor Who episode. I got com- I I got confused with the Doctor Who, uh, a Doctor Who actor that appeared on Spangoli around the same era. But is this that that one that it had like that there was a, a broadcast signal intrusion and it was a guy dressed up as um, Max uh, Max Headroom? Max Headroom, yes. Oh wow, okay. This is what this is. So what ha- what this is is like that happens and there's this kind of like video archive, uh, archival ar- archivist that. You know, he finds out about these broadcasts. So he's trying to find out where they originated from. And so it takes him into all kinds of crazy twists and turns. You know, he meets people and they leads them to other people. You know, when he's trying to kind of like find out who's connected to this and, you know, how did they get done. Um, the real story is that to this day, they never found out who was it. Oh, wow. Okay. They never, like the, there was an investigation and they couldn't, they couldn't track who did it. The thing is that you need really powerful equipment to interrupt a TV broadcast. Oh, okay. So this is when, so it wasn't just amateur, like an amateur that did this. Like these people knew what they were doing. And again, to this day, they never found out. I think there's like several documentaries about this, but, but the movie mostly follows this archivist and, trying to figure out what's going on. And obviously it's got a big Chicago connection. Yeah. No, that, that sounds great. I, I mean, I've only heard of the one with Max Headroom and it's because of like, it'll pop up on YouTube videos of like the, the scariest things that have happened on TV and stuff like that. And I, I've seen like the, the, the tape of it. It, it, it is creepy. Uh, it, it, it's super creepy. Yeah. You know, there's, there's there's not a lot that really freaks me out in terms of like horror movies, but something that I always have like it'll just always it'll always freak me out. It'll always like disturb me is anything having to do with like video footage where it seems like this is something that you're maybe not supposed to see. Like I, I like I think the ultimate example is uh, have you seen Prince of Darkness, the John Carpenter movie? Yes. I don't know if you remember, but like when people have a dream in that movie, it turns into like this VHS. Yes, I remember that. Like that shit freaks me out because it just looks so uncanny and uncomfortable. If you get a chance to look at the footage when they uh, interrupted that Doctor Who episode. Yeah. That one's really even more strange than the WGN. Or actually, no, I think the one that mostly people watch is the Doctor Who one. The WGN one is really even more stranger because, like, more stuff goes on it. Uh, it's so bizarre. I feel like I might have seen that one, too. But once again, it's just like, you know, just browsing through YouTube, trying to scare myself in the middle of the night, seeing <laughs> what's on here. But uh, broadcast signal intrusion. There's going to be an in-theater screening Thursday, October 14th at 930 at the Music Box Theater, which is one of Chicago's, like, classic theaters the really beautiful no, no, that was at the amc huh i'm, I'm looking it's at on the, the amc i'm looking at the website it's saying music box. oh really they maybe they changed it maybe uh, I'm, because I'm, on the one sheet on the one sheet they have it as the amc at 9 30 gotcha I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna stick with the with the website just in case yeah, of anything uh, like that you know the okay. last minute changes yeah. i'm glad you brought that up because now i gotta check with the team so i can show up <laughs> on time <laughs> show up to the right theater so for in-person screening or in-theater screening, that's Thursday, October 14th at 9.30 at the Music Box Theater. But what's really cool that I know a lot of festivals are doing now, I want to say this is the first year that Chicago Film Festival is doing this. But I don't know. I might be wrong because I didn't go last year. But I'm seeing that this is going to have a virtual screening. Yeah, and you know, that's a thing I think that in, in going forward, a lot of film festivals are just going to do that. Right. Um. Now, there are some films that, you know, they were like, no, we're only going to do in-person. Like, we don't want to do virtual. And some films were like, we'll do virtual, but you only could show it in this geographic area. Yes. And I think that's the future from now for film festivals is to do both. Which, honestly, I mean, I, I live in Logan Square. It's, 
I, now where I am, I'm, I'm not like right by the blue line. So it's like, it's not the easiest to get downtown. So if I can do a virtual screening for something, I think I might because it's, it's, it's convenient. And, you know, it's the comfort of your home. And then, you know, there's the whole, well, I don't know who's not vaccinated. I don't know who's not going to have a mask, all this stuff. It's just that kind of safety element to it, too. Well, I know for sure that the AMC, they're going to require vaccination status. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because I went to a screening with Tatian yesterday, and they they had us, we had to show proof of vaccination before they let us in. What What did you think of that movie? So, oh, I was. It's great. It's crazy. I really loved Raw. Um, I saw that at Fantastic Fest a couple years, like four years ago or something, and. I love that movie, and it's the movie. Tatiana's kind of like similar in you know they, it in the in the use of the characters, and it's de- it's basically a body horror film. Okay, that's cool. Um, and there's also like this whole t- like weird family dynamic going on as well, <laughs> but but there's a lot of body horror and some stuff that pe- like at screening that I was at, people were, were like looking away. Wow. But, so it's really good. I highly recommend it. Now I'm curious to see what, why it won a Palme d'Or. <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't see it as like uh, you know to win such a prestigious award. I mean the movie is really good, but I didn't think it was amazing enough that would get out of a, a, right. a Palme d'Or. But that's just me. I don't know. I wasn't at that can screening, so I don't know like what the audience you know like thought about it. But I know they loved it. But uh, the movie's really good. I highly recommend watching it. And I'll, I'll definitely go check that out. It's one that I've been wanting to see. Uh, but anyway, Broadcast Signal Intrusion is going to have a virtual screening as well. It's available to stream October 14th at 12 p.m. And that goes through October 24th at 11.59 p.m. Uh, this is Central Standard Time. In the following states, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, and Wisconsin. So even if you're not from Chicago for this screening and a few of the other virtual ones, as long as you're in the in the states that I mentioned, you can check this out uh, during the during its runtime, which I think is actually really, really cool. I didn't know that this festival was going to be doing that. It seems pretty. Um, I mean, movie lovers rejoice, you know, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it gives you options, so options are always good. For sure. Uh, next up, we got Hellbender. Now, this is a movie that I've I've never heard of. This is another drive-in screening. I uh, what 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 is this one about? Like I said, I've I've genuinely like I don't know. At yeah. All this so one. this is like uh you know, ever since The Witch came out a couple of years ago, like now there's like witch movies galore. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But this one's interesting because it's a dynamic between a mother and a daughter. And the daughter's kind of figuring out that she has these powers. And the mother kind of keeps her isolated in this cabin. And so she doesn't have any interaction that much with the outside world. But she starts discovering these powers that she has. And so she's trying to figure out what the deal is. And uh, uh, it comes to a head between her and her mother uh, after some things happen. Um, it's, I think it's an interesting take on the witch, a witch story. Uh, and obviously, it's a more modern take and on the story, and it's got a crazy twist. Well, that sounds really cool. I mean, I'm I'm into I'm into witch movies. I have a big love for the witch, the A24 film, and as as many as there are, because there are a lot. I I'm personally I'm not getting tired of them, at least not yet. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe in terms of those Fear Street movies, I really didn't <laughs> I really didn't like those. I know a lot of people I didn't like love any them. Of them. I I don't understand it. I I, I, I don't understand s- it either. It, it feels like it, I mean I'm not gonna get into a whole side thing about this, but it really kind of just feels like baby's first horror movie. And I guess <laughs> if you don't watch a lot of horror movies, it's fine. You know, you could have some fun with it. But I, aside from that, I'm not tired of witch movies. So this one sounds really cool. Um, this is another drive-in screening Friday, October fifteenth at ten p.m. Once again, at Chi-Town Movies Drive-In. So here we have another one that I have not, I've not heard of this, but I'm always interested in Spanish films, personally, because, you know, I, I, I'm Mexican myself. I speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. 
So I always want to see what other Spanish-speaking countries are doing. We have the House of Snails or La Casa de Caracol. Um, what, what, is, what is this one about? I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting title. This is about a, a writer who uh, decides to go to this, to seclude himself in this small town, uh, in this like isolated small town in Spain. He, he meets the locals and the locals are like very strange and they're like very wary of him. And mm. he meets this woman who he falls for uh, and she's also a local and there's a lot of weird going ons in this town. And so he kind of discovers this as it goes along and there's like this myth that the town has and that everybody in the town believes in and he kind of like is interested in it, but, but he kind of discovers more about it as the movie goes on. But then it gets kind of murky because now he's, things are starting to mix in his mind, like his writing, you know, his experience in this town. And so he gets instances where he doesn't know whether it's reality or if it's him thinking about what he's writing or or what. There's a lot of uh, confusing with him of whether it's real or not. It leads to a really great twist ending. And it's, and it's more like a... Uh, man, I don't want to say this, but it's more like a, a thriller that you got to kind of stick with. Okay. And the, to me, the ending really is the big payoff because everything kind of leads to this ending. Nice. Uh, you, I mean, I'm sold already. I, the the synopsis on the Chicago International uh, Festival website says a, a wholly original take. You know, I, I don't even want to read it, actually, because I don't know if that <laughs> gives away something, but... But it, it sounds it sound super interesting. This is definitely one of those that I'm definitely going to check out. Uh, this also has an in-theater screening Saturday, October 23rd at 9 p.m. at the AMC River East. Uh, but this also has a virtual screening, once again, starting at October 14th at 12 p.m., running all the way through October 24th at 11.59 for the same states that I mentioned. So let's go ahead and go to chicagofilmfestival.com to get all the information there and to get your tickets for these virtual screenings. Next up, we have one that I'm very excited for because I keep seeing this pop up in different websites and different calling this like a, a, a 30 year masterpiece. The, the, the poster has a quote from Guillermo del Toro. And though I've never, I personally, I've never heard of Phil Tippett's, he has a movie coming out called Mad God, a stop-motion horror film. This movie, I'm super excited to show audiences. It is like a visual feast of stop-action animation. There's a little bit of CGI in there, but Phil Tippett is like one of the great uh, special effects guys in the industry. He's been in the industry for a long time. He's done stuff from... It, from like Jurassic Park to Empire Strikes Back. He's oh, still wow. work on Clash of the Titans. This movie, Mad Guy, he's been working on for 30 years. And he actually started out the filming of it using a 35 millimeter camera. Obviously, in the, over the years, technology has changed. Yeah. But the movie is so, so amazing. And like the, the, like the world that he's created is like unbelievable. And, it's just like wall to wall. Like you don't know what, what to look at. There's just so much going on. <laughs> it's so good. And I got, I watched it on my, when I screened it, I watched it on the big, on my big TV, but this is going to look amazing in person. And the soundscape is going to be so amazing and great in the theater. I'm really excited to watch this inside of a theater with an audience. Cause it's just like a visual feast of of just this crazy world that Phil Tippett has made uh, and has put together. And, oh, man, I saw a, lo a little documentary of the making of it, and, like, he makes all the miniatures, and he just uses, like, his work workshop is, like, amazing. He's just got stuff everywhere that he just uses to make this world. This is a movie I'm super excited for. That's awesome. I mean, even just looking at the poster, um, if, if, if you look at the the page for this on the on the website that i mentioned the posters there and even the poster is just full of like every little every corner of it is, is it's something where it's like oh i wonder what this is this looks fascinating i love stop motion animation uh mm -hmm. my favorite movie of last year was the the uh, wolf house mm -hmm. which i know came out earlier but 
it finally got uh, U.S. distribution last year. And when I saw that, it just completely blew me away. So I'm always down for more stop motion animated horror stuff. And this this looks great. Uh, like you said, there's going to be an in-theater screening. That's Friday, October 22nd at 10.30 p.m., which is that perfect, like, late screening time where I know the audience is going to go wild for this. And that's at the AMC River East. But if you can't make it to that, there is also a virtual screening for this one. Once again, starting on October 14th at 12 p.m., all the way through October 24th at 11.59 in these states that I have mentioned previously. Yeah, you know, you know what? I'll give you a little insight here. Like, I... Uh, have you heard of this movie called Frank and Zed? No, no, I've never heard of it. So it's also like a stop motion animation film, and it's about these like reanimated corpses. Oh. Uh, and they also go through like this crazy, like they live in like this crazy world. Oh, I'm pulling it and up I on heard, IMDb I, right now. That looks yeah, and, wild. I heard, and I and I heard it's really gory. Uh huh. And great, and I and I was trying to get it, but I couldn't get it, but. But I'm I'm just pointing out that there's like two great stop motion animation films this year in the horror genre, and this Frank and Zed and uh, Mad God is two of them. For sure, no, this one looks cool too. Mad God, oh look at that, of course. And on IMDb, more like this, it shows the the page from Mad, Mad God. God. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense. But yeah, but Mad God, that's one definitely you have to see in person. I don't. I don't think a TV screen or computer screen would ever do it justice. We'll do it justice. I feel that. Uh, so next up, we have one that I'm like very cautious about <laughs> just because it seems seems wildly, it seems insane and it seems graphic and like it just does not give a shit about what's going to take place on screen, which every now and then I think I think we need a movie like that. And that's... Uh, the Sadness, a uh, movie from Taiwan, which I, I, honestly, I was kind of like not not shocked, but I was like surprised to see this on here. And this is like this seems like such a Raul Benitez pick because I feel like <laughs> in, in a previous year, this wouldn't have been on here. This um this seems crazy. This is a zombie yeah. film, but it's this, a <laughs> just no holds barred. Why don't you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, no, it's uh, I always tell people this is the movie that they hired me to get. <laughs> that's awesome because when i saw this movie i was like this movie is amazing it's a zombie film filmed in taiwan by director rob jabaz i think that's how you pronounce his name mm-hmm. and the movie is non-stop gore from beginning to end oh man and it's <laughs> almost all practical effects and there were scenes like I've seen a lot of zombie movies. Yeah. But there were scenes scenes in this movie where I'm thinking to myself, they're not gonna go there, are they? And they go there. <laughs> and I was like, that takes a lot of balls to just to just do it, to just show it. Cause you're like thinking about like, are they gonna do it? Are they gonna do it? And they're like, they do it. Then you're like, holy crap. This is amazing. This is like you're a zombie fan, and if you're like a gore fan, if you're like practical effects person this is the movie for you awesome this is also a movie that won't won't ever be good at watching it on a computer screen or tv this has to be seen in a theater because there's so much going on there's so much gore and you gotta experience it with an audience that's gonna be horrified by what they're gonna watch because (laughs) i watched it and i was like oh my god (laughs) like this movie is crazy yeah, there there are movies that are like those like extreme horror movies, and and a lot of them I'm I'm really not into. Like like there are the ones from the '80s, like those guinea pig films. And I know oh, like okay. there's like a subcategory of horror fans who love stuff like that. I'm not like that, but I do have a great appreciation for practical effects and practical gore. I mean, me and you have talked. I'm a big fan of Lucio Fulci. He's like one of my favorite directors of all time. So, and his movies are very graphic. Uh, so to, to this day, I think the most violent film I've ever seen, and this is like violence per second, blood per second is a Timo Tejanto film called the night comes for us, which is on Netflix. Oh, right yes. Now. 
Like, yes, I, 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 I love the raid and the raid two, and yeah. I, I love Timo's other films. So I thought I have to check this out. And the night comes for us for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's an action film, but it's an action film where people are getting sliced and stabbed and just eviscerated and everybody's hey, bleeding. And, but you know, Timo, he knows, he knows what he's doing. He does. <laughs> no, it's, it's fantastic. It, it's, it's a fantastic movie. And this, from the trailer alone, this kind of looks like the zombie equivalent to that. Like, like you said, it, it really looks like nonstop. It's nonstop, and you know, and it's fun. There's some funny parts in it, believe it or not. Like a like in a dark comedy type way. Yeah, no, like funny. Oh, okay. There's like some funny parts, and <laughs> right on. You know, you're watching this, and then like there's some funny parts, and the movie is uh, for me. It was like highly satisfying to watch and to, no, yeah, to follow this along and I could just imagine like being inside that writer's room and like you know, and with the director and he's like let's do this or let's do that like yeah. you know what I mean like it's just <laughs> it must have been really fun to like kind of put this together one of uh what one of my favorite movie going experiences of all time is I got to see an early screening of um the raid uh the the first one and the director was doing a Q&A, but it was just like, I don't know. I, I, it's one of those screenings that I just happened to get online and stuff like that. And the crowd went crazy. I think everyone in that theater was not realizing the type of movie we were going to see. And everyone ate it up. I ate it up. I was clapping. I was applauding. I, it was so much fun. And this looks like it's going to have that same type of crowd energy. So if there's one movie I can tell you right now that I will definitely be in theaters to watch this, it's going to be the sadness. And that's screening yeah. uh, Saturday, October 23rd at 10:30 PM. I'm going to get my ticket soon. And I think you should all do the same thing. If this is a movie that you think you can stomach and you might like, I mean, even on the even on the page, it says, please note, this film contains explicit content, <laughs> which I, I always find really funny during the After Dark, uh, during the reading all the stuff from like After Dark in the years prior. So that's always like a I'm probably going to like this movie <laughs> type flag. <laughs> yeah, no, me. this movie, you know, and I had to I had to do a little convincing with the rest of the programming team to like, you know, program this because I'm like, look. Like, people will come to see this movie. Yeah. Like, just the gore alone, they're just going to come for that. You know, I'm glad that the festival took a chance on it. Yeah. It's definitely a little bit of a de departure from what they normally program. But I think, I think, uh, I, I predicted we'll have a full house for this and it, and people are going to love this thing. For sure. I mean, like, I, I, I'm not trying to talk bad about previous years of the festival or anything like that. Uh, but usually, like the last few years of the After Dark Festival, I've liked what they've shown, but they do feel kind of not not so much safe. But I, I mean, like, like last kind I don't know. But like last year, maybe two years ago, they had Overlord, which, which is a really fun movie. Oh, right. But it's like I'm going to see this in theaters like this is about to come out. This I've heard of this. This is this is more what I expect from like a film festival. This is a film that if if it's not at the Chicago Film Festival, I don't know if I'm going to see it anytime soon. And before it was at the Chicago Film Festival, it was at the Fantasia Film Festival. So anytime there's a movie like that at the Chicago Film Festival, it makes me excited. And I'm you know what, if 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 it's there because of you, well, then my hat's off to you because that's that's pretty fucking cool. So that's the sadness. I think you guys should go see that. I'm going to be there. Don't come up to me and talk to me, but enjoy the film. Uh, last up, we have um, something I, I watched uh, the last time. The last time I went to the festival, which was two years ago, I saw the shorts program. And every year there's a horror shorts. And so this is shorts three unexpected terrors. We got a lot of great shorts that fill the genre bill um and, you know i think a lot of filmmakers like to make uh genre shorts because they're e easy to make and uh it kind of like fulfills that that itch to like make a horror or or sci-fi or something so 
most of these are mostly like horror thrillers. Uh, Inheritance is uh, by by uh, uh, a, a film about uh, a, a black family who's kind of like their property and their house is kind of like surrounded by spirits and oh wow uh, you don't really see them until you come of age and their daughter comes of age and starts to see see these spirits in their house and uh, so they they're they're kind of dealing with her dealing with that also the director is uh, one of the directors for uh, the Reservation Dogs series. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so yeah. So, sh- that's a really good film. And we're going to be doing a Q&A with Annalise Lockhart, uh, a virtual one. So, look out for that with nice. her. And then there's some other, like, uh, As If I Never Existed is, is this movie from Turkey about this woman who's trying to get away from this house, but is doing everything it can to keep her there. And, oh, wow. Uh, and then the last marriage is about this couple having marital problems in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> That's funny. Marked has, um, it's basically about a tattoo artist getting that tattoo for a customer. And the, the customer figures out that it has, uh, that one of the tattoos that the tattoo artist has, he recognizes. And so there's like okay. this, a confrontation between him and the, uh, the customers. It has Eric Roberts in it. There we go. Okay. Yeah, I'm, so I was, I was I, looking for it. It wasn't on. It wasn't yeah, on the I website. Remember but remember his Roberts name, but cool. yeah, Eric Roberts is in it, and everybody loves Eric Roberts, and yeah. he, uh, he's in everything. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> um, and, but this short's really great, and uh, it's Eric Roberts like made for character. Interesting. That's cool. And then a movie from Mexico called The Last Supper about this like thief in Mexico city and he gets, he encounters uh, like a La Llorona type of spirit. Oh, that's cool. And then uh, the last, the last show is a movie called thumb where it's this woman's, uh, her mother, her artist, artist mother had dies and she's trying to deal with what, you know, what was left to her. And there's this piece that's really notorious and like weird things happen with it. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, the short program for unexpected terrors, uh, uh, they're all great, and hopefully they fit together, and the audience loves those. Yeah, the I think the last time I went to the Chicago Film Fest was either 2017 or 2018, and I I did the 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 after dark shorts, and one of them was Great Choice. I don't know if you've ever seen that. And no, I don't remember that one. This is this is why you should see stuff at film festivals and this is why you should give a chance to short films and like short film programming because great choice is a short film about a person stuck inside of a red lobster commercial from the 90s or oh like wait i think 80s. i think i i remember that yeah, one yeah it's it's fantastic and like we've mentioned before i don't know if i'll ever see it again cuz there's no you can't see it online it's like it's not streaming anywhere. I don't know if if there's and if it's ever going to come out in any kind of form. So go go check out these these short films. They they all well, sound you know, great. You know, too, like the great thing about shorts is that a lot of these directors go on to bigger things. I mean, yeah, we're talking about Guillermo del Toro. He made a bunch of shorts before he became you know big, right? So you know the shorts program uh, is a launching pad for directors to move on to bigger things so absolutely you, there's always amazing gems in shorts programs and all this, these all these shorts together they they run for it's it, it the the program has a runtime of 82 minutes so it's kind of like watching like an, an an anthology horror film it just doesn't have a yeah totally that's actually a good way to a good way to put it yeah. yeah most of these are like between 10 and 14 minutes yeah which um, i mean and I, and I didn't want to do like a really long sh- program of course yeah uh, i always I always felt that like shorts programs that go over 80 minutes i think the audiences start getting a little tired yeah <laughs> of, of it so I, I like to do shorter shorts programs um but i want to make one more announcement uh adrian sure thing october 13th at 10 p.m at the music box theater we will be showing halloween kills oh okay oh really okay very cool yep so we got we just confirmed that this, today wow so, uh, so look out for that. The I'm making an announcement here, but the festival will be making an announcement tomorrow. 
Awesome. Awesome. Which is a Friday. And then uh, uh, that will be at the music box as well. At the big, th- in the big theater. Gotcha. Nice. So that's, that's October 15th, uh, Wednesday, correct? No, no, that's October 13th. Oh, okay. October 13th. And that's the opening day of the festival. We our opening movie is, is the French dispatch. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. And then this movie's going to be right after that. Nice. Nice. That's cool. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to that one. I don't know how you felt about the last Halloween film. I think it's kind of fun. I actually, it's one of those that I like better on a second viewing and I'm really excited for this new one. Have you gotten a chance to see it? I have not seen it yet. Gotcha. Um, but you know, as you know, the Halloween series, there's a lot of people that really love it, no matter how bad they are. <laughs> and they'll go, they'll go out to see it. Um, it's just one of those franchises that people really love. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, horror podcasters always talk about constantly. <laughs> it's Halloween and Friday. Like, that's all they know how to talk about. But, uh, but you know, I, I expect we'll have a full house for Halloween Kills. People, absolutely. You know, they, they absolutely love that that series uh and so we'll see you know it's kind of like a new you know new team you know for that series so we'll see how they handle the how they handle this film i'll probably end up seeing it just like everybody else that that night yeah um but you know jamie lee curtis is like an executive producer on it and everything so she's been in the series since the beginning so she knows what the audience is for this series yeah and she's been pushing it hard on her instagram like every every post is about (laughs) halloween kills which i find really adorable um i'm actually looking forward to it because i mean as we've already talked about i do like practical gore i like gore that's like kind of shocking especially in what would be considered like a mainstream film because halloween kills outside of the chicago film festival is also going to be in multiplexes all over the united states totally and I've been hearing that this is like the most violent Halloween film that has been made. That's what I heard too. Which it sounds crazy. It sounds intimidating. Uh, I'm looking forward to it uh, quite a lot. And uh, although Raul, he's right. There's a lot of uh, podcasters who they they consistently talk about the the big three, which I would say is like Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, and The Nightmare on Elm Street. Those are you know. Those are like nine plus movie series. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I guess, is like the little brother. Not as many sequels. Uh, definitely not as good in terms or of like sequels. Or Hel- like Hellraiser. Yeah, Hellraiser. Yeah, Hellraiser in that category. Has a but uh, I, I mentioned that because uh, myself and Jeff, you probably won't hear us <laughs> really covering these movies. As much as we love talking about horror movies, I do like to try to find stuff that you haven't heard about uh we have some we have october all planned out we we're gonna, oh, be, good. we're gonna be talking about movies from 1981 that are having their like 40th anniversary oh wow including like my my favorite italian horror movie of all time possibly my favorite horror movie of all time which is lucio fulci's the beyond if you've listened to this podcast you've heard me mention it a million times we're going to be talking about AMC, uh, not AMC, A24 horror movies and a bunch of stuff. So tune in to hear all about that stuff, too. This has been us talking about the Chicago International Film Series After Dark program. Now, obviously, there's way more movies than just the After Dark. There's, if, if you go to the website and look at the schedule and look at the full film list, you'll see a bunch of stuff that sounds fantastic, a bunch of stuff that you may have heard of and some that you may have not. And a lot of those also have virtual screenings um, like I've been mentioning. So if you listening, you're thinking like, I don't really want to go out to a movie theater right now. You should for the sadness. You should for Mad God. But you really want to see a movie. A lot of these do have virtual screenings. Uh, so check that out. And even if you're not in Chicago, you could pro- you could potentially still watch these. Yeah, well, you know, we're also showing Dune. Oh yeah, that's right. That's one of the, uh, which is a big genre of film as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Have you seen that one? Did you get a chance to see? I that? have not seen that one yet. I'll probably be there as well to that screening. <laughs> nice. I, I think we're having two. I think it's showing at the music box and it's showing at the, or maybe it's showing both at the AMC. Very. I can't cool. remember, but but that's a big one. I mean, 
that's coming out that a lot of people are looking forward to yeah. as well. Yeah, and as so, he mentioned, French Dispatch is also going to be, that's the newest Wes Anderson movie. I, I love Wes Anderson. I, I'll probably be seeing that because, I mean, I, I haven't seen a movie of his I didn't like, so I, I'm definitely one of those people. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I love Wes Anderson. I'll, yeah. I'll probably be at that one as well. Um, uh, and, to watch and i want to mention again uh the the shorts program uh I, I didn't mention when it was screening but for an in-theater screening of that that's going to be friday october 15th at 10 30 p.m and once again there's a virtual screening streaming from october 14th at 12 p.m all the way to october 24th at 11 59 p.m uh Raul, is there anything else that you would like to announce or plug anywhere we could uh find you and follow you if we want to if you want us to yeah you, i mean you could follow me on instagram at, at raulito b underscore b r-a-u-l-i-t-o underscore b i usually post like any upcoming screenings i'll be involved with oh you know what else i wanted to announce okay i, I programmed alter states for the music box of terror drive-in oh really um yeah i saw that they're gonna uh, have that yeah, I, that's the one I programmed for them. Nice. I will be at that one, too. That is uh, the 6th of October. <laughs> that, that, once again, it's early seems, one. seems like something that you would pick to show, for sure. Yeah. I've been wanting so, to see that uh, one. Yeah, it's, it, it's really great in the big the big screen, so I'm excited to see that to drive it. I will be at that one, as well, to introduce that movie. Right on. Well, everybody listening, go check out the Chicago International Film Festival. It is, um, I mean, I guess... Uh, just by by territory choice, it is my favorite film festival, but it is definitely one of the best in Chicago. And you get to go to the AMC River East uh, 21, which is like one of the best AMCs in Chicago. And once you go there and you see like the fans there and you see the people, if you've never been to a film festival, it really is a different air. It's 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 a whole different environment. And it's really fun. So like seeing Halloween kills with a film festival audience is going to be way different than seeing it with like a regular movie going audience. And I, I, I highly recommend it. So go check out the Chicago International Film Festival. I will be there. I will be checking out some of these virtual screenings and uh, a big thank you to Raul. Like I said, follow him on Instagram at Raulito B. And you could also see his his adorable rabbits, which he posts <laughs> every now and <laughs> Who's then. Who's actually running around uh, running around between my feet right now? That's that's cute. He's uh, he's a cute little guy. Uh, Raul, <laughs> thank thank you so much for for joining me. I'm glad you uh, you gave me an opportunity to talk about this stuff because I'm excited about it. Yeah, no, I appreciate the time and uh, and for me to talk about the the series. I know uh, in the past, like they would just program it and. I felt like they never promoted it. So I, I felt like this year I wanted to like go out there and get promoted to John or people and, and, you know, tell them about it. Yeah. I mean, our podcast is mostly a genre podcast. I mean, I think we talk about everything, but we definitely talk about horror and sci-fi films and stuff like that. So if you live in Chicago and you're listening to this, go check this out. Raul, thank you again. It's been great talking to you. Take care. Yeah, thank you. And say hi to Jeff. Yeah, you know what? Jeff says hi to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right.